Don't want to work forever? Once you can cover your living expenses with passive income, your day job becomes optional and you reach financial independence. You then have complete control over your time, your money, and your life in general. Spark Rental founders Denny Suplee and Brian Davis, me, are here to help you build rental income, ditch your day job, and do what matters most to you. So on that note, let's jump into today's episode, which, like all of our episodes, was recorded live. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Spark Rentals weekly podcast and Facebook Live and YouTube. I forget that one. <laughs> yeah, and YouTube Live. I'm getting back from being away for a week, so I'm a little scattered. But today... You know we're having COVID. <laughs> like oh, I know, and I'm complaining. <laughs> oh, no, no yeah. not complaining. <laughs> so last week, Brian interviewed Kenneth G, and they talked about how to vet syndicators. And that was a, a pretty good show. There was some good interaction questions and whatnot. Um, this week, we are going to talk all about five... I told you four, but it's actually five creative ways to finance rental rentals, even while these rates are ridiculously crazy right now. Um, so with that being said, thanks for tuning in. And please let us know in the chat where you're tuning in from. And if you have any questions, comments, just throw them in anytime. It's a, uh, it's a dialogue, not a monologue. Right. So with that, um, Brian? Let's talk about the five creative ways. Yeah, so if, if you look at mortgage interest rates for 30-year loans at the beginning of 2022, they were hovering around 3%. Uh, by November, they reached 7%. So I think they dipped down a little bit below 7% uh, as of the last week or so, but still <laughs> more than double the interest rates which has really challenged not just homeowners, of course, but also real estate investors. Uh, it's a lot harder to earn positive cash flow and earn a profit on rental properties when you're paying seven plus percent interest yeah. on these. And let's be honest, uh, that 7% rate, that's for home buyers. Uh, that's, that's the homeowner interest rate. Uh, investors pay significantly more than that for portfolio loans uh, or even conventional loans uh, for investment properties, for rental properties. So that has a ton of real estate investors wondering, you know, how, how can I get creative here? You know, how else can I finance rental properties and not pay, you know, eight, nine, 10% interest rates on these loans? So uh, we have a few ideas for you. First of which is serial house hacking. So house hacking, you move into the property yourself, uh, you rent out either other units uh, or bedrooms or garages, a storage space, or ADUs, accessory dwelling units. Uh, you can rent out part of the property on Airbnb, um, however you want to do it. Uh, but because you move into the property, you qualify for homeowner mortgage rates, for homeowner mortgage loans, uh, which, as we discovered, are significantly lower interest than uh, investor loans. Uh, and not just lower interest rates, but also lower fees, uh, fewer points, you know, fewer closing costs. So uh, that can be a, a cheaper way to finance these properties. Now, you can take out a homeowner residential mortgage, a regular mortgage loan, uh, for a property with up to four units. 
So that means you can buy a, a fourplex, move into one unit and rent out the other three units and ideally live for free. <laughs> uh, and have those, yeah, those neighboring units cover your, your mortgage payment. And you can do this once a year. Uh, part of your contract with the mortgage lender is that you will live in the property for at least one year as your primary residence. After that, you can move out and do the whole thing all over again and rinse and repeat uh, to keep adding properties to your portfolio. Uh, so serial house hacking, great way to do this. Denny, you and I actually, we emailed a family that reached financial independence doing this in a very short period of time, like five years, uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, so this is the, and this was their only strategy. This is all they yeah. did was they, they house hacked multifamily properties every year. They, they, moved into a new one and they kept the old one as a rental property and they were to, they, they kept that homeowner mortgage uh, on the old properties uh, i mean it, it, it's definitely a good way to keep building definitely and keep your costs down absolutely and then you actually did something kind of funky house hacking wise uh for for several years <laughs> you house hacked with an exchange student i did I did. And, um, well, it was a really good experience, you know, I mean, cause you have somebody from another, um, area in your house, but, um, it, it, depending on your program, the program I was with paid a pretty substantial stipend. So it paid for three quarters, I think of my mortgage. So yeah, that's another way. There's so many, if you're creative, there's a lot of things you can do. Absolutely. All right, number two on the list is the live-in, doing a live-in burr. Uh, so burr is an acronym that stands for buy, uh, renovate, rent, uh, rinse, and repeat. Uh, it's and Brian's favorite word. There was an extra R in there. <laughs> uh, what, what's that, Danny? Your favorite word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you, you buy a fixer-upper, you renovate it, you uh, you then can refinance it uh, with a homeowner loan, like we just talked about for house hacking, and uh, and then you, you rent out the other units, and you can keep doing this uh, every year. You can do another one of these. So you you force equity by buying a fixer upper, right, and, and renovating it. Uh, but you can not only get a uh, the initial purchase rehab loan as a homeowner loan, such as a two or three k for example. Uh, but when you refinance it, because you're moving in, you can also get a homeowner mortgage. So same concept as house hacking with the, the whole renovation piece as part of it. And when you refinance it, you can potentially pull out your down payment again, your initial down payment, uh, which lets you recycle the same down payment over and over again with, with new properties. So uh, it's, a, it's a variation on the... Um, the, the house hacking model. Another we, we got a, whoops, sorry. I just wanted, we got a comment that says, I have searched for creative ways to combat interest rates. So this is going to be great. So I hope that this is helpful to you, Siobhan, and that you are uh, getting some tips. <laughs> Absolutely. So number three is another variation on a similar theme, uh, live in flips. So same concepts, you, you find a fixer upper, and you uh, move in, you renovate it over the course of uh, a year or two, 
And then you sell the property and the profit from uh, the, the equity that you forced by renovating it uh, theoretically covers your entire uh, cost of living there over the year or two that you owned it. Uh, so this tends to work better for properties that are technically habitable, uh, where you can get, <laughs> well, because you want to be able to ideally do the renovations at your own pace while right. living in the property. So, you know, nights and weekends, you can, you can tinker on, um, you know, updating the, the bathrooms, the kitchen, uh, et cetera. Now, if you hold the property for at least one year, then, you, you know, you pay long-term capital gains tax instead of uh, you know, regular uh, the regular income tax rates on it. If you hold the property for two years and, and live in the property for at least two years, it qualifies for the primary residence exclusion. So cool. uh, the first 250 grand, if you're single, 500 grand, if you're married, uh, first, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in profits are tax-free, uh, which is pretty nice. <laughs> That's uh, really nice. Yeah, so part of the idea here with a live-in flip in this model is that, you know, in a year or two, interest rates may well be down again. Uh, you know, if, if we do end up having that recession that everyone keeps anticipating and talking about uh, ad nauseum, <laughs> uh, then, you know, you better believe that the Federal Reserve will lower interest rates again to pull us out of the recession. So, you know, a year down the road, two years down the road, you know, we may not be looking at 7% interest rates on homeowner mortgages. Uh, we may be looking at uh, three, four, five percent interest rates again, uh, which is much more doable. So, which would be nice. Living flips, another option on the table. Uh, number four is using a rotating business line of credit to cover the costs. Um, now, these you may be wondering, you know, aren't, aren't these you know, way higher interest rates than homeowner mortgages? And yes, they do. However, many of them offer introductory 0% APR periods mm -hmm. uh, from nine months to 18 months. Uh, and a lot can happen in 18 months. I mean, again, uh, interest rates may well have come down by then. Um, but you can use this to uh, cover low cost rental properties. You know, if, if you're going out there and you are buying rental properties for 50 grand, 100 grand, then, you know, maybe you can use uh, business credit lines to buy the property. Uh, and we do have a, a, a partner that we work with called Fund and Grow. And we'll include a link in the, in the, the chat here. Uh, but what they do is they're, they're a business credit concierge service, and they help you open between $100,000 and $250,000 in unsecured business credit lines and credit cards. Um, they also, yeah, they build your credit. There, there's a lot of. I, I was um, when we first were introduced to them. I was like, it was just an odd concept, but it's really cool. Yeah, I mean, so they 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 scrub your credit report between each round of fundraising. Um, so that's that's a more creative approach to to funding these. Um, and again, you know, if you can line up those those zero percent APR introductory periods on credit lines, credit cards, uh, then uh, yeah, for the next year, year and a half, you might have 0% interest mm -hmm. on that financing for the property. By then you could either refinance the property at a lower rate. If rates are lower, you'd sell the property as a flip. Uh, but it, yeah, it's, it's a great way 
for flex financing, as it were. Um, all right, number five is you know oldie but goodie, and that is seller financing, also known as owner financing. <laughs> Uh, you know, this is something that you just have to negotiate when you're working with sellers. And you'd be surprised how many sellers are open to this. Uh, you know, most most sellers aren't familiar with the process. So there's some education required on your part. You, you need to kind of hold their hand and, and walk them through exactly how it works. And of course, what's in it for them. Uh, you know, make, <laughs> that, that's important that you that you put yourself in their shoes and really uh, talk through how this can benefit them, not just benefit you. Right. Um, but seller financing is 100% negotiable uh, on interest rate, on fees. Uh, and sometimes you may end up with a higher interest rate, but no fees, no points, no junk fees. Uh, so if you look at the APR on a deal like that, it can you can still come out ahead, even if the interest rate looks high on paper, uh, especially if you're only planning on holding this for the next year or two, um, after which you could potentially sell the property or you could refinance it at a lower interest rate at the time. Um, so yeah, it, it's hundred percent negotiable. You just have to pitch it in a way that sellers understand and uh, in a way that is clear what is in it for them. Right. Uh, now it's worth mentioning that seller financing typically comes with a balloon. So you get the first, uh, you know, it's usually amortized over 30 years uh, with a three year, five year balloon. So you have to, you have to pay it off in full uh, by the end of that balloon period. Uh, but in the meantime, you have those regular 30 year amortized payments. What are some things you have to, you know, as a buyer, just make sure like you still would need title insurance um, I believe, or something like that, just to make sure that there's no gray marks on the lien or anything like that that are going to come to bite you later. Yeah, well, yeah, you'd be surprised how many uh, homeowners and investors don't buy title insurance for themselves. Title insurance is, is required by the lender. You have to pay for policy on their behalf, uh, which you do not have to do when you negotiate seller financing. So that saves you some money right there. Uh, but like you said, Danny, you may still want it for yourself uh, just to protect yourself from clouds on the title um, or, or, you know, any kind of, uh, especially if there's a break in the chain of title somewhere in the title history. So you still want to hire a title company usually to do the title research on the property, uh, just to protect yourself uh, and make sure that the person who's signing on the dotted line with you actually has the legal right to sell you that property. And then you and I ran into a, a, a situation uh, with that not long ago on a land deal. Um, oh, right. That's right. We had to, yeah. we had to Careful hire Florida. a real estate attorney to, to solve the problem for us and ended up being okay. Right. But uh, but it's a pain in the ass. I mean, <laughs> so. And it's, to, to be to, honest, to when I, um, I purchased uh, the mixed use property I had that had the tavern in it and we had an issue um, as well you know, later when we went to sell it, not when we went to buy it, because we did it as a, uh, you know, just between us deal. There was no realtors, nothing like that. And then later on, we found out there was an issue. We were able to get it taken care of, but we I had to get an attorney and the whole nine yards. So you really want to make sure that you're getting a clear title. Absolutely. And by the way, um, we'll also we'll put a link in the, I'm adding a link to the comments here for a, a lender who, 
can do both investment property loans and homeowner loans for house hacking. Uh, so check them out. It's, they're called Credible. Um, and Siobhan says, I, I believe interest rates will go down in a year to two years, uh, but never be lower than 5%. Again, uh, we'll see. You know, my, my crystal ball is, is no clearer than yours. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, you know, it just depends on what's going on in the broader economy. Um, but if we do have a recession, you know, the Federal Reserve, you know, what do they do to spur economic growth? They lower interest rates. So uh, we'll see how that all unfolds. So a quick recap here on the five uh, creative ways to finance rental properties uh, while interest rates are so high. One is serial house hacking, you know, getting homeowner mortgages to move into a multifamily property. Uh, second is a live-in burr deal where you buy a fixer-upper to house hack with. Uh, live-in flips is number three, where you move in and you renovate the property at your own pace uh, and then sell it after a year or two. Uh, number four is rotating business lines of credit, uh, unsecured business lines of credit. And we linked to Fund and Grow to help you with that. And number five is seller financing. Oldie but goodie, but uh, <laughs> always relevant. And uh, especially so in today's environment of high interest rates. Denny, do you have any anything you want to add before we call this episode complete? No, I don't think so. I mean, I just think that, again, use your creativity. Maybe, a, you know, if you have a room that has a, an ensuite with a bath in it, maybe Airbnb it or a garage space. I've done that where you rent out garage space. I mean, there's so many creative things you can do to cut down your mortgage and help it. Um, yeah, basement apartments with a separate entrance. I mean, right. Yeah, exactly. Get creative with it. That's it. All right, on that note, happy Thanksgiving. You yes, guys. absolutely. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Denny, I am thankful for you. Oh, <laughs> as, as Brian, you're going to make me cry. I'm thankful for you, <laughs> too, more than you know. And uh, yeah, so have a wonderful long weekend, you guys, and we will see you next week. Absolutely. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Bye now. Did you know we offer a free eight-video course on how to reach financial independence with real estate? It's super bingeable with each video around 10 minutes long, but packed with information. Visit sparkrental.com slash learn for instant access. And please don't forget to rate and review our podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Thanks for joining us. And we will catch you on the flip side.